Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I'm a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com across all social media platforms at mainlyplants. Uh, you can get a hold of me through there. You just send me a direct message or you can uh, get at me through the website or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Um, while you're at it, head to mainlyplants.com and uh, peruse the navigation there. You might find some stuff that you like, um, including links to certain products on Amazon Prime, uh, some some being my own. And I think, did I just fuck up my... No. Um, sorry, my headphones went out for a second. Um, some being my own products, some being products that I recommend. Um, what else? Not a whole lot of housekeeping. This is the last... Um, podcast for the year. So the next time you hear from me will be 2019. And it will be going into my eighth year of being whole food plant-based slash vegan. How long have y'all been whole food plant-based slash vegan? Or how long you've been making the transition for? How long have you been progressing on the route to better health? Are you progressing on the route to better health? Have you taken that first step? Is it scary? These are all good questions. Is it something that is daunting to you? Let me tell you a little something. I was the biggest meat eater you'd ever meet seven and a half years ago. On my 18th birthday, which was far longer than seven and a half years ago, but on my 18th birthday, I ate uh, a three and a third pound steak, 49 ounces. Uh, followed by my chocolate cake afterwards and my lobster bisque beforehand. Um, what else? I have finished a one-pound burger in under five minutes. I have eaten 200 shrimp in one sitting at Red Lobster's All You Can Eat Fest. I've done my damage. And a meal to me used to be a big hunk of meat, maybe some steamed vegetables on the side. That was what I thought was good health. And I was wrong because when I was 27, I had chronic fatigue and high cholesterol. And I made the change and it wasn't easy at first and it was daunting at first. But once you take that first step and then you take that second step and then it starts to snowball and it becomes easier and easier and you start feeling better and better and your body starts to heal. But you need to give yourself the tools to heal. So if you or somebody you know it's trying to make that transition or has expressed interest in that transition or needs to make that transition. Um, if you need help, by all means, reach out. You have my contact information. Listen to the podcast. Do the research on your own as well because you can't just take somebody's word for it. You got to actually look at the studies and then look at the studies behind the studies and look at who's funding the studies. But to save you a little bit of time, what you'll find is that a whole food plant-based diet is the key to optimal health. And a whole food plant-based diet means whole fruits and veggies and grains and all that good stuff. Go to the produce section of your grocery store, buy everything and eat it. You don't have to eat it raw, you can if you choose. Some things are better raw. Some things are great cooked. Mushrooms, there's, an, there's a case for cooking those to be able to access more of the bioavailable nutrients. 
um, cruciferous vegetables. There are studies shown that cooking them offers other benefits that eating them raw doesn't. The point is, you need to eat more plant-based foods if you're not already doing that. And you need to take that first step. It's not that hard once you take, the first step is the hardest. You know, finally admitting to yourself, you know, I'm fucking sick. I don't feel good. I could feel better. You know, these diseases of cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's and what we call diseases of affluence, Google it, diseases of affluence, are all preventable for the most part. Genetics play such a minute role in it. And not only are they preventable, but a lot of them are reversible. If you have type 2 diabetes, it's not a death sentence. It doesn't mean you have to be on medication for the rest of your life unless you choose to. You can reverse it. You can become, is undiabetic a word? I don't know. But you can go back. You can get off your medication. You can become what you were before you had the diabetes. You can prevent the cancer. You can help heal from the cancer. You can help prevent Alzheimer's. It doesn't mean that you're 100% not going to get these things. It means you're most likely not going to. And it means if you do, you can help yourself. You can help your body heal. You need to give your body the tools and the nourishment necessary to heal itself. We're not meant to eat processed burgers and processed meats and cheese and all that bullshit. Even the vegan stuff, we're not meant to eat that. You know, don't get me wrong, I love a, che- a good cheat meal here and there. You know, usually once a week on the weekends, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll have a cheat meal. But 90% of the time, I'm eating clean. You can get whole food plant-based approved bread. Uh, off the top of my head, one of them is Dave's Killer Bread, the um, the one with the red label. It's either Super Seed or Power Seed, I can't remember. But that's whole food plant-based approved. Tofu is whole food plant-based approved, even though it's processed. <clears throat> there are you know exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, you want to be eating whole foods. And it, you got to keep in mind, you know, you've been abusing, and you know, I'm speaking in generalities, but you've been abusing your body for so long, you need to go hard the other direction to get back to homeostasis, to get back to the middle, to get back to where it's supposed to be. And it takes between six weeks and three months to break old habits and form new ones to break those old pathways in the brains in terms of in your brain in terms of cravings and form new ones to where you know you don't crave the, the meat and cheese anymore but now you're craving you know asparagus and broccoli and tofu and all that good stuff you don't crave these things you don't crave sugar you don't crave cookies and cupcakes and all that bullshit because that's what your body's supposed to eat you're craving it because that's what you've eaten so long, you've formed an addiction to it. So now it's time to break those addictions and <clears throat> form new addictions to the healthy stuff. So if you're contemplating making the switch, do it. Take that first step. If you've already made the, made the switch, congratulations. Keep it going. And remember, it's about progress, not perfection. We all slip up. We all have our off days. We all you know, eat things sometimes that we know we shouldn't. It's not about 
slipping up. It's to get. It's about getting back up and 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 getting back on the path and not letting yourself spiral out of control. You know, eat that cinnabon if you want. If it's your cheat meal, and then get back on the wagon. Um, with that being said, I do want to talk to you guys briefly about omega threes, um, because they are important. Okay. Now, omega-3 fats are polyunsaturated fatty acids that can be found in food and also in supplemental form, and there are, they are essential for our body's function. They are an integral part of cell membranes throughout the body and affect the function of the cell receptors in these membranes. Now, they provide the starting point for making hormones that regulate blood clotting, contraction, and relaxation of artery walls, and also inflammation. Now, there are three omega-3s that a majority of research has focused on. Alpha-linoleic, oh, did I say that right? Alpha-linolenic, which is ALA. Um, there's EPA and there's DHA. And those scientific names are far too complex for me to pronounce. I'm not even going to try. But ALA is essential. Our bodies are unable to make it. So it needs to be consumed through our diet. Uh, our bodies can convert ALA to EPA and then to DHA. So as long as we have the ALA, we'll get the other two. Um, however, with the limited studies that focus on omega-3 status of vegans and whole food plant-based people, it's unclear what the optimal level of EPA and DHA is. The current recommendations only address the ALA. So the National Academy of Medicine, which is formerly the Institute of Medicine, maybe you've heard of it, has only established recommendations for omega-3 ALA. The recommendation, recommendations are from one year and older with adult males needing 1,600 milligrams, females 1,100 milligrams, and uh, greater levels if you're pregnant or lactating, uh, roughly between 1,300 and 1,400 milligrams. Um, but you don't need fish, okay? A lot of people think that you need to get your, your ALA through fish, your, your omega-3s through fish. So you'll hear people say that they take um, you know, fish oil pills or krill oil pills. That's a new one that's, uh, that's gaining popularity. But what might be surprising um, is that you don't need those animals to get those fatty acids. Most ALA is found in plant foods like uh, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, soy, walnuts, and, and while EPA and DHA um, are found in fish, they're also found in algae. So it's important to note that fish don't make EPA and DHA. They source it from the algae. Most research has been done on fish or fish oil, like I mentioned before, which might lead people to think that you have to have those. However, it can be directly sourced sustainably from the microalgae that they consume without harming the fish or the ecosystem or your body um, by eating the fish. Because I, I mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, how much pollution and toxins are in seafood. Um, now, <clears throat> excuse me, according to the National Institute of Health, by far the majority of research has focused on EPA and DHA from foods like fish um, or uh, dietary supplements like fish oil, as opposed to ALA from plant-based foods. Now, since there aren't guidelines or sufficient research for uh, EPA and DHA on plant-based 
food conversions, many plant-based experts have recommended doubling the ALA recommendations or taking a supplement for good measure. Now, it might seem intimidating, but it's actually super easy to do. Just one teaspoon of chia seeds has about 700 milligrams, and one teaspoon, um, one teaspoon of flaxseed oil has about 2,400 milligrams. Uh, and, and that's considering that adult males need 1,600 milligrams and uh, adult females need 1,100 milligrams, you're getting way more. All you need is one teaspoon of flaxseed oil um, or two teaspoons of chia seeds. That's super easy to do. Um, so everyone processes and converts differently. And certain groups may have lower conversion rates, such as smokers or people with chronic conditions like diabetes or hypertension, and those who have a higher omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. And if you don't know what those ratios are, go back and search um, back in the backlog of the podcast. You'll see I have a whole podcast dedicated to uh, omegas and fatty acids, and I talk ad nauseum about the, um, the ratios. Uh, but if your concern is specific to maintaining adequate levels of EPA and DHA, you may want to consider taking a microalgae supplement. And um, there are a lot of supplements out there. Uh, there are pill form of microalgae uh, omega-3s. There are, there's a liquid form if you don't like taking pills of omega-3s. Point is, you might hear people say how healthy it is to take fish oil or krill oil. Um, but it's not, and that's not the only form. It just so happens that there's a lack of studies done um, on plant-based sources of omega-3s. So you want to make sure you're getting your omega-3s. And if you're eating a, a, a varied whole food plant-based diet, odds are you are because nuts and seeds should be uh, in there. If you're not, focus on it a little bit. If you're not sure, focus on it. Have a couple teaspoons of chia seeds. Soak them in, in a liquid and they kind of form like a jelly. It tastes pretty good. They're also high in protein. Or just take a teaspoon of flaxseed oil. Or go get, grab a microalgae supplement. And if you need some recommendations, you know, holler at me. You have my contact information. Um, there's no reason to not do it. Um, you know, when once we, we make this transition into uh, better health, into whole food, plant-basedness, into veganism. Um, how do I say this? Um, your eyes are open to, your eyes are open more to what you should be getting and how you're getting it. And it's important to recognize what might be lacking from your diet. So omega-3s are definitely something that you should be getting. There probably are something that you are getting. But, like I said, if you want to make sure, take a supplement or um, focus on those sources that I mentioned before. With that being said, um, I hope you guys have a happy and safe and healthy New Year. Um, questions, comments, concerns, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com or uh, direct message me on social media. A lot of you guys do that. I get back to you guys pretty fast. Um, and, uh, and the next time we speak, it will be 2019. So don't start, uh, don't, or don't wait until the new year to uh, make your change. Make your change as soon as possible. Take that first step. I'm happy to help you. 
Um, 15 minute call with me is free. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about um, and we can guide you into uh, good health for the new year. Start fresh, okay, my friends? And until next year, go eat a salad.